This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So we've given a little bit of our overview of what we think of the State of the Nation address. And I've played you some audio and read you some tweets. But let's get a political analyst on the line with us now. Asan Nagwasheng joins us. And, um, you know, in the absence of the EFF, which is another whole topic in itself, President Sora Ramaphosa delivered the last sonar of the sixth administration. His speech reflected the government's achievements over the last 30 years of democracy. Um yeah, his reflection on the damage caused by state capture grew, uh, it drew applause from ANC MPs. Opposition who were present in the room heckled him. Um, a quote, perhaps the greatest damage that was caused during that era of state capture, uh, he said. Okay, so political analyst Asana Gwasheng, I'm, I'm very curious to hear what you have to say about this. Welcome to Power Lunch. It's good to talk to you, Asanda. Good morning and thank you for having me. Mm, so, okay, this was President Ramaphosa's last sonar for the sixth administration. It is possibly his last State of the Nation address as well. Um, did he hit the nail on the head in any way? Well, I think it depends on what you expected from him. Yeah. So he started off this journey essentially in the January 8th statement outlining how governance has been or what the ANC sees as its legacy in the 30 years that they've been in power. And you can see that the SONA kind of followed the same format of reflecting on gains made um, over the past 30 years, which makes sense because, you know, the ANC has been in power for 30 years. This is the 30th year and we've got an election. So they were always going to go that route. And I think, you know, in terms of outlining what has been achieved, um, he did a good job uh, because I think the ANC has done a lot. We can, you know, we can criticize many yes. things, but we can't pretend like they haven't done. Mm-hmm. The issue, as I've said before, is not that the ANC has done a lot or hasn't done a lot. The issue is more around in this present day, where where are they? And has there been any reversals of those gains? And so I'll say what I said yesterday again, is which is that, you know, yes, people have received wide state access to, to water, but um, the problem is right now people are sitting with those tabs, but no water, right? And so this is where the anger of many people come from, that there has been widened access, but some of that gains of widening the access have been reversed due to corruption and due to lack of service delivery that happens because people take the money that's meant to go to provision of water and use it for their own means and their own benefits. And so if the ANC didn't have corruption, I think South Africans would have very little to complain about because services would be delivered in the manner that they're supposed to. You know, I sometimes even say, I wish I had time to actually build a visual representation of the like the stadiums that get that get um you know budgeted three times and therefore get bought three times. There are roads that get built 10 times but um are still you know gravel so that people can see the visual representation of the cost of corruption. And and I think you know that um People sort of have this this sense and this belief also that if you are a critic of the ANC, then it must mean that you hate the ANC. But that's not that's not true. Not at all. We cannot sit and pretend that a government is doing good right now in 2024 when they are not. But we also need to obviously reflect 
and acknowledge that there's a lot that has been done in the past um, 30 years. And so it's always for me about kind of thinking through in terms of SONA, what is it that we expect? From a longitudinal view, the ANC has been very successful in South Africa, but from a right now where people are sitting and feeling the pinch, um, they're not doing very well. And that is the worry that this is an election year and they're not doing very well and they haven't done well for a couple of years. If you look at what came out of the the Zondo Commission, but I wanna again add what I always say, which is that, you know, while the ANC hasn't done very well, they keep continuing to win and will win again the next election precisely because opposition keeps failing to be able to provide an alternative that people can can go with. And so that's why I think we need to constantly be critiquing and challenging the ANC on on what they what they name it their or claim as their gains while also, challenging the opposition to provide a viable alternative so that people don't feel stuck between a rock and a hard place. But if we're talking about expectation, right, I think a very honest overview of what's happened in the last 30 years is important. I do agree with you that a lot of strides have been made. Even the story of Tinsuala, a lot of this uh, has happened in many of our lives, being fed at school, going to public hospitals, all of the rest of it, right? But I do think accountability needs to be taken for many of the faults that have happened. And this is what people, I think, are feeling the most frustrated by. That's why words like um, lies are, 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 are being used to describe what our president had to say. I mean, he talks about fixing what's broken, as if, you know, somehow he wasn't a part of the dismantling and the, the as you say, widespread looting in some of those spaces. Yeah, I think, I think this is exactly the problem that we've come to a point where people no longer trust what the government has to say because the government has disappointed them time and time again. And I think that's why there's kind of this general fatigue that despite all that you have managed to achieve and how far you have gotten us here, we are still unhappy. But I think also for me, the, the conversation I always say is that as the Africans, we, we need to be able to start having conversations about what do we want as South Africans, whether the ANC is in power or not, and how do we kind of put in efforts towards making sure that what we want does happen because we need a vision, you know, like what's going to happen in the next 30 years as a country. And the question, you know, for me is always, do I think the NC is the is the best political party to lead us into the next 30 years? No, 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 not at all. But the question then becomes, who will lead us then if we say the ANC is not the, the best political party to lead us? And I'm kind of then left kind of scratching my head. Because also for me, what it, what at some stage seemed to provide some hope that perhaps it could be ANC plus others kind of fell flat because the, the coalition governments that were built, which really did hold some hope, really fell apart in a spectacular way. And so if we find ourselves, say, in, the, in, in this coming election with an ANC that has 
just barely made it or is close enough to making it and a coalition government has to be built, that's a new anxiety that we're going to have to deal with because we've seen these coalition governments fail. And of course, that's not to say that coalition governments everywhere all the time fail, but the experience in South Africa has been that they fail. And the question then becomes, how do we make sure that should we land up in a coalition government that what you know the the regulations and the things that the frameworks that need to be in place are in place so that we don't find ourselves where the city of Johannesburg is having had multiple coalitions that keep being made and then falling apart and uh, you know the the people of Johannesburg are the ones who suffer the most in the end and so i think this is going to be a very tough election this 2024 and i think you know Considering this, I'm not surprised that the president went the the wide range to say, what have you achieved over the past 30 years? Because he himself knows that in the present moment, they're kind of, they're kind of in hot water. Um, the, and, and the only things that seem to be to have brought them some positive sentiments is their strides in terms of international relations. So if we look at the stance that South Africa took as a government in terms of the ICJ, um, Taking, taking, you know, the Israel to the ICJ. That's something that people have said they're willing to remove their vote from the DA and take it to the ANC because the ANC, in that particular instance, was able to stand up for what is what is right. And that also reminded some of what they say are the principles that the ANC used to hold. So I think we're also suffering from a, a situation where the ANC itself is kind of in a in a flux in the sense that you've got some of the people like Jacob Zuma and some of his friends from the RT who have actually left the ANC now. And so in some ways, the post-2024 ANC is actually going to be different. And we there are question marks around what that will look like and what that will mean for service delivery and for how their approach to corruption is or isn't going to change. All right, we'll let it go there and take some calls on 0861987000. Thank you very much to our political analyst, Asanda Ngwasheng there. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.